Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to Helicare, the Shield podcast. Your podcast for everything that is Marvel's Age of Shield, Marvel's Age of Carter, the Marvel's Cinematic Universe, and and I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, and with me are my co-hosts, Nick Game and Dan Schmidt. Hello. Yes. Hey everyone, call me the man without fear today. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I. Terrible is out. I finished it last um, Saturday um, noon or whatever it was. And, but um, and yeah, and hopefully, and if you haven't seen it yet, then you know, just watch. Yes. So, Get out of the cave you're hiding in. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but before we get to our episode discussion, even though it's not really news, um, Clark Gregg did show up a, for a brief moment on Jimmy Kimmel last night with um, all like the, all the mother of cast for Age of Ultron, and yes. uh, it was pretty it, it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Geeky gal like a fan girl. That was great. Yeah, I was like, there was one particular moment that I liked. <laughs> especially um and i have a theory about that moment <laughs> and i posted it on the the army blog uh last night but i love how excited they all got when they saw clark every single one of them was like yeah and mark ruffalo went nuts when he saw clark and i thought that was the coolest thing ever <laughs> And when he said, all you have to do is ask, you haven't asked if they if he wants to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, you know, but my favorite part was when he moved over on the couch. It was like, tell uh, you know, directing Clark to come and sit with them. I was like, that's the coolest thing. I was like, does that mean that Clark is in the movie? Because he's with, that's the cast of the movie. <laughs> and they think he should be there with him. So I, I think it was like they were, it was mostly a joke because he obviously wasn't in the studio. Clark right. has to be in that movie. I was that's just all like, I gotta say. So I was just like, that's you know, it's like, well, Clark, we all know he's an Avenger. Um, but that just made, when Mark Ruffalo really was like so excited to see him, and Scarlett and Robert especially too. the others were like applauding and Chris Evans, I, you know, cause they probably had just seen him not too long before, but I just love that. He's like, get here, sit here, sit here. Cause I was like, well, that means he belongs with them promoting this film. So that's my theory. Is that Ruffalo just gave it away. <laughs> but who doesn't love Clark? Who doesn't want to hang out with him? Him around, you know, apparently they all love him. Like, because Robert, like, when, when he showed up, they were all applauding and was like, yeah, it's Clark and we love you. And, you know, so and they've said it publicly, you know, they've all said it. Well, at least Renner and Scarlett and uh, Robert have said it in interviews when asked was they would love to work with him again. So Colson is Disney's new Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but but let's get into this week's episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. called simply Melinda and this episode deals with the tragic origin of how Melinda became known as the Cavalry and like in your, I just spent the weekend watching Daredevil so I was already in the whole atmosphere of dark 
Marvel and Mark Dark Marvel TV and all that and and so watching this episode I was like damn it's like everything is getting dark now and it's like it's it's a dark period right now for the MCU and um I was I it was heartbreaking to see the entire thing and I to me I I've said this before. I think you know Mingna when she is pretty flawless in pretty much every episode. Like, I think she's been consistently good. For, you know, when whether she's in a big part of the episode or a small part, whether she has a lot of a lot of lines or she doesn't have a lot of lines, she's always like been one of the most likable things about the show. And but this episode was you know one of her finest hours in the show, and I'm just glad that we got to see this origin. I do feel it's a little bit convenient that it was. That, you know, I wonder if the Inhumans aspect was always planned there, but you know, I'm I'm sure it wasn't. But but regardless, it was heartbreaking to see that that the thing that like m- really messed her up was the fact that she had to take the life of that little Inhumans girl who, you know, yeah, that you know, this is what power does to you. You know, you can either, you know, you can either embrace it and do something good with it, or you can abuse that and um, go completely psycho. So, but but Dan, what did you think about Melinda's origin in this episode? Well, I think this episode came out at perfect timing because with Daredevil, we saw how dark the Marvel Universe could go. And we could accept it. And it's working just by how everyone's ranting and raving about that. And so with that, that's this is working perfectly with Melinda and all that stuff. So I'm very happy with that and how that works. Good how she was uh, brought in and everything. Uh, it just it was a really just uh, good thing. Get just I mean how tragic it was with Belinda's character. We knew it was bad. Got this kind of lived up to everything we thought it was. Got I'll get into this a little bit more in a minute, but come I think it was good to show that Colson and. Uh, Melinda May are almost worthy of taking care of Sky. Of course, that's the right people to do it, just based on the connection that was set up between the human story and what happened in the past. Yeah, I, I mean, the Marvel Universe can get very, very dark. I mean, we've all seen that, not just with Daredevil, but we've seen that, you know, with Civil Wars and um, Ultron and uh, in the comics. So I thought it was appropriately dark but not too dark i like seeing the relationship the ongoing relationship that she and colson have had like he would show up at her house to take her to work i mean and he was you know buddy buddy with her husband and i never one thing was like that kind of caught me off guard was i've never guessed melinda may lived in a house like that (laughs) that was so just you know traditional and family oriented because what we know of her is that she kind of eschews all that she's like I don't want I don't don't, that's just not who she is and so it was really nice to see a softer side of her um but at the same time it was a little like this is so strange this is not what I think of when I think of Melinda May um I think that we needed to know why she's so closed off now and I think despite the fact that she did the right thing, she will never get over killing a child. And even though she had to do it, it was the only way. The way she was cradling that little girl just showed that this is something that was going to never leave her. 
And no matter how many people tell her she she was going to do the right thing or she had done the right thing, she just couldn't get over it. Because she, I mean, at the very beginning, they, she and uh, her husband, were, Andrew, were talking about having a child. And I think that that probably just really damaged her psychologically. It's like, I can't be a mother anymore. I can't be a mother. I've just killed a child. Um, so therefore I have to get rid of everything in my life. Um, so I, I thought her origin, the origin of the cavalry was, was really, really well done and well handled. And that little girl was scary as all get out. Oh my God. That little girl creeped me out like Samara in the ring. And I just, you know, she had to put her down. She she just could not let that little girl use her powers that way. And she was not, that little girl was not going to be stopped. That was the only thing she can do. And so you have more sympathy for May and you, you kind of, kind of understand why she is the way she is and i and i you know even though that you know we imagined that it was going to be something really well you know something really pow- dark and powerful and whatnot i'm glad that we finally just you know we got all the answers it was kind of also fun at the same time to also see you know melinda may and colson in well this was ba- ba- the early days of Phase One, you know, before the Avengers Initiative was launched and all that. So you know, it was kind of like Phase Zero in a way because you know, it did. It was seven years ago, according to the episode. So I, I enjoy. I you know, they're doing they, they don't always do flashbacks, but when they do do flashbacks on the show, they do it well. And I think that you know because like I said it before, Air was doing flashbacks pretty much every week. And lately, you know, I feel, you know, they, there's good weeks when they have good flashbacks, but there's there's weeks when I just don't care about them at all. But with S.H.I.E.L.D., like, they know how to utilize that storytelling device. Absolutely. I totally agree. Their flashbacks are, set, are they, they tell a story in themselves without, not just, they don't just serve as a device. Like, okay, we're going to do a flashback now. Though they're always important. You need to know the information in these flashbacks. It's not just, oh, let's do a flashback here. It's, we need to get this information across. Let's do it the right way. And it's, some some shows and movies use flashbacks as just, oh, just overdo it. It's just like, okay, that's enough. This Is this whole episode or movie going to be in flashback? I mean, there are other ways to do exposition. S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't use it. You know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they, they do it exactly the right way because they give us essential information uh, for our understanding, rather than just oh look here's a flashback, doodle 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 flashback, um, and I thought uh, ha- you know having half of an episode be in flashback was really bold of them, and it worked really well because we got to see the past relationship with Coulson, um, and how it's going to affect the current one because she's kind of torn right now, and how Melinda May has changed from being kind of a soft, uh, but yet very strong agent, a very strong woman to being almost what appears to be emotionless, but she's really not emotionless. She is a ball of emotion. And I think that really came through and Ming-Na was superb as always. Um, I, you know, the other thing I want to say is, 
I thought Clark's performance was equally as good. Oh, yeah. The action when the gunshot went off, and then his interaction with Melinda. That was just beautiful stuff. I mean, I know Big Now, this was her episode, this was her baby, but Clark had a very great part in it as well. He felt very. He reminded me a lot about what Colton was like in the, when we first saw him in the MCU. He was very, like, you know, all, you know, already immediate on, you know, well, you need to let this go. You need to let this girl go, like, right away and so on. And, it's, and that's kind of what Colton was in the beginning. We didn't see, you know, even though he was the everyman when we saw in Iron Man 1, he was still, you know, very, very, very robotic in a way and so on. So it was kind of like, he, it was a reminder of what we had seen of him before. Mm-hmm. He was a company man. You know, he's a company man, and I think in Shield, there's you have to hide part of yourself to protect yourself. And he was very pragmatic, like realistic um, as a Shield agent, especially when we saw him in the, uh, the first Iron Man. And he was very business. He was like all he was. You know, he was all business. Like I'm Phil Coulson from Strategic Homeland. Blah, 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 logistics division. And when he said that again, I got the biggest, went to those uh, Bahrainian army guys. I got the biggest smile on my face because it was really reminded me of when we first met Colson. And it was, I thought he, he's always so good. And I think he was the supporting player in this episode and he did it really, really well. And he was just, they work so well together. They have a great on-screen chemistry. Shall we move on to Sky's big, um, ep- big, big things in this episode where she got a lot of, but she got to learn more about her powers. And I, one of the best scenes I've ever seen is when she is at that mountain and she is, <laughs> yeah, she's just rocking it and she's you know she start you know I love the score that Ben. Bear McCreary used there. I asked him on Twitter, like, what's the name of the Sky Quake theme song that you like to use there? He was like, uh, the Sky Quake, Sky Quake theme? So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, you put a lot of thought into this. Nice. So, um, but, um, but Nikki, what did you think about her big revelations and what she learned? Um, I didn't re- I didn't think they would reveal who Sky's mother was to her for a little while. Um, but the actress who's playing Ji Young, she is so good. And you could see that the emotion when she talked, even though she's supposed to be very distant from Sky, like she's, she, she didn't, she, I don't think she expected to tell Sky that she was her mother. Um, I think it just kind of came out in the, in the moment and it was appropriate. It wasn't, it didn't seem like the wrong time or the wrong place. It seemed it was natural. It was very organic the way it came out. Um, and I like that they had us before that she reveals who she is to Sky. I liked that they had established a working kind of relationship. Like she was very supportive of her, and Sky was learning a lot. And it wasn't just, oh, I'm your mommy, let's go and move a mountain. It was, you know, Sky got to learn a, learn about herself, and she got to learn about Jiang before she found out that it was her mother. And I thought the reveal was just very well done. And 
Sky find, finally finding out her birthday just was so sweet. And it, I think she's on a road to discovering who she really is. I was very surprised that she found out this quickly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be one or two more episodes before we figured out what was going on. Um, and I guess, you know, they did it here. And again, as you said, Nikki, they revealed it beautifully. Because it was almost something she needed to know to control her powers because that was something that was haunting her. That was something that was holding her back. Because a lot of times those fears of losing people or the pain of loss goes what holds back people with superpowers. So it made perfect sense for her to tell her here. Because I really liked the connection they had where they seemed to have the same type of sense of humor, which is a really good thing, and I like that. Yeah. It's a lot of nature and nurture, you know, with parenthood. And there's, they really explored that they are naturally compatible and then revealed the, the actual connection between them. And I thought she really would be the right person to train Sky and to teach her to use these powers because she obviously can get into, she can calm Sky a lot. And even before we knew, you know, Sky knew she was her mother, she was able to focus her powers by calming down. And I, I think that she is a character who would get along with Coulson, who appreciates what Coulson has done rather than Cal, who is still, you know, wants to kill him. I think her mother really feels like whoever raised my baby, whoever my baby loves, I will love. Where she, you could tell when she was talking about, when Sky was talking about being in foster care, just how guilty she, like, Ji Young felt about, like, my child had to go through this because of me, because I couldn't raise her, um, because something happened. And I have, you know, the mother's guilt is never ending and I think that's one of the reasons she also told her was like I know you had these bad experiences but just know that I loved you the whole time and I never gave up on you and she wanted to kind of make it better which is what a lot which is what moms do you know they want to take the pain away and I think she's proving that that's her intention is to take the pain away and I think she would get along with Colson and May and though she might be a little jealous of May, but I think she would embrace the fact that Sky loves these people. Yeah, I could agree with that. The other thing is, you know, does Sky's mom know that Colson and May were the ones that were there, the ones that she and Gordon saw, that were the shield agents that took the girl out? I mean, do you think that incident is going to be something that's going to make her think that Colson and May are worthy of? kind of raising Sky or being there for Sky or kind of understand why they've been so good to her? I think I think she definitely knows who it was because when uh, Sky actually said it was Melinda, it was May, uh, I think, you know, she, you know, Jiang was there. She saw it along with Gordon. And I think that... Um, she probably at that point we didn't she didn't know who you know we obviously didn't know who sky was she was just a teenager at the time though not as young as we thought she was 
Um, so I think that she knows exactly once she just once Cal told her where Sky was and what she was doing. I think she probably was okay with, you know, she's like, oh, I remember that day, and I know I know who she's with, and I I'm comfortable with her being there because she didn't. When she told the story, she did not blame Melinda May for anything. She's like, it had to go down that way. It had to happen. She had to do this. And if she was like Cal and bitter and angry over losing her daughter or anything, really, because anything sets that man off, um, I think she would have, you know, gone in as soon as she found out and tried to rescue her. Uh, tried to you know keep sky away from those people as you know cal calls them um but i think she's i would hope and i think she she is someone who would say they took care of you and i'm grateful to them right the other big thing with that is you know it's like i think sky's mom feels guilty that they had to do that yeah he felt that was her responsibility you know say you know Gordon and I should have taken her out. That's our job. They should have never been there. They should have never had to do that. Right, so but they, they weren't. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, you know, I think they, like she said, like Jiang said, she, that the, there was that little girl was, she was gone. She was too far gone. She was going to have to be dealt with, and this was the best way. I mean, this is how it had to happen. And they would have had to do something, you know, who knows what they would have had to do because there was no changing this kid. She was not going to come back to the to the good side of the force. Um, so I think there's a lot of complex things that are going to be happening in the relationship that will start between S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Inhumans. I like the fact that, and like, I really love the scene at the end when, you know, like, look, Cal has done a lot of crazy stuff. And like, but, you know, in the end, he is he was just a man who wanted his daughter back because she was taken from him. And so but, you know, so I was like willing to put that all aside and just like I really accepted and loved when he said, thank you so much for giving me another shot. And like how excited he got like when when uh, Sky's mom said, you know, um, Sky does uh, Sky doesn't know what her birthday is, and he's like, "Well, I do, July 2nd. And like he tells her the whole story and so on, and showing that you know, yeah, I remember, I was, you know, I'm your father. I care, I do care so much about you, and um, it made me it made me really happy. Um, um, no, I I was really happy with the whole scene, and I. I you know, I love that you know even though as crazy as everything was going on in that episode that for 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 a min- minute there we was able we were able to get some peace and c- harmony for, for for Sky and I, I she finally got what she always when she she got to be with her parents and like I I'm hoping that they're actually going to keep Cal now as a good guy and not a villain I feel that you know yeah he's the evil in the combo he's done a lot of crazy stuff on the show but you know what they don't always have to follow the comics he can actually you know he can be a good guy here i think and i um and i but um i'm 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 looking forward to see what they're gonna do more with that but the episode ends with a big way that we that takes us back to 
with Reina, which is Cla Reina Clairvoyant, maybe? Because Lincoln <clears throat> discovers when he goes into the room to just like give something to Scott, you know, to them, and like, he sees that, wait a minute, this is exactly what Reina saw in her dream. It's not a dream, and boom. And I think yeah. that I think they're hinting that Reina is a clairvoyant, and you know how ironic then that, that she end, <laughs> ends up being then the the thing that she like the thing that she was like admiring with with uh, Garrett last season. But but Dan, what did you think about that whole aspect? Well, I think Reina's powers, or the version of Reina that's in the comic books, can she see the future? I'm not Is, really sure. I can look it up while you talk. Okay. Because that's what I'm thinking. Because that, you know, that's her power in the comic books. So that's why she can see the future here. Come, I got a little nervous that Luke Mitchell was going to go in and kill Sky's parents. Just how it looked and how he was looking at them. But then it was like, oh, it's a reveal on Gumbreda's power. So I was very thankful about that. But I feel like Sky's parents, something's going to happen to them. She's going to lose them again. And that's just me watching years and years of Joss Whedon material. <laughs> that way that when the characters get that, what they want, the relationships that they want, things go south pretty quickly. Okay, so that's what I feel is going to happen here. I could be wrong, but that was the vibe I got, and I'm glad that they didn't make Luke Mitchell a culprit, because that would be hard for me to swallow, because as much as I love the actor and the character he played, coming tomorrow I, I really love that scene and I think I was going to say the same thing you did Dan I was like and and Andy's like oh, Raina's going to be the clairvoyant <laughs> just like she always wanted to be and it might bring her out of her funk um, I don't know she's still pretty you know I mean as anyone would be uh, you know depressed about her current state um, I mean, she's in constant pain and she can't sleep. And I mean, you feel such sympathy for her. But then when they say, oh, my God, it's not a dream. And I was like, oh, she's become what she's always wanted to be. She's become the clairvoyant. Um, I didn't get that feeling that uh, Lincoln was going to come in and kill them. But um, I thought he was serving them. Um, but I could totally see how <laughs> that's a really good perspective. Um, I didn't think about it. I'll have to rewatch it and think that way. Um, um, Joss shows do tend to take away, you know, they giveth and then they pretty quickly take it away. Um, I don't know if Sky's mom can die, um, cause she was pretty much torn apart and Cal put her back together. Um, but I think that there will be a lot, there will definitely be a loss of her parents in some fashion. Either she will choose to leave them and go back to S.H.I.E.L.D. and say, this is my life now. Thank you for everything you've done, um, but I'm going back. Or they're going to be separated in some way. I totally got that feeling, too. I don't know if it's going to be by death um, or by just removal from the situation, but something is going to happen. I think Sky is becoming more open to Cal because of her because of her mother and because her mother's like talked to her talked her into it and I think she's still afraid of him um 
I hope that she doesn't kind of get into a complacent state where she's like, oh, he's fine now. And then he'll do something ridiculous. Or he'll get angry at the mention of Coulson's name and show allies, oh, he's still that guy. He's still, you know, crazy as I'll get out. Could I be still afraid of him, too? Could I would be. That was a scary dude. He's going to go through this. Yeah, it, he's... And Kyle McLaughlin just plays him so well. And he's kind of manic. And so he'll have good moments. Like, Daisy, oh, here, I brought you flowers. Oh, this and this. Or he'll do that, you know, in episodes past. He'll be so happy and excited. And then he, some little thing will set him off. And he becomes Mr. Hyde. You know, it's like, what is his, you know, his trigger is so you know, volatile. He's got a hair trigger on his emotions and the littlest thing sets him off. And I don't think that part of him has really changed. Um, I think this is one of those part moments where he is kind of clear and lucid, but he's still a little wacky. Like he, he has crazy eyes. And even when he's in a good mood, he's like talkative and he, he just doesn't stop. And it's just taking the energy he has and using it for good or using it for evil. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And um, but we will. I guess we will see what happens. I just, I just like having him around and being as a good. And I, yeah, because it, things are about to get. You know, we're we only have a few more episodes left, and I feel that they should do anything they can right now to keep it as bright as possible before we get into that big storm. But. Um, but um, yeah, I was glad that we didn't get any anti-shield crap in this episode. You know, Bob. Oh my god, I was a little bit annoyed with Bobby, like in the scene in the on the on the helicopter. I'm like, you know, Bobby, you should try this thing called be quiet every once in a while. It's like he's like, hey, May. He's basically he was basically stupid. Like, hey, mom, 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 mom. Hey, talk, <laughs> talk, talk. Shield, 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 shield. I'm like. Bobby, I love you, but shut the hell up already. It's like. It's not going to work. Yeah, we're going to to come in and say that. Like, oh, my, oh, bloody hell, just be quiet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's was, trying very hard to convince May to join them. And with the whole Theta protocol. And she's like, well, maybe if I shock her enough or hurt her or make her realize Colson is lying to her and that will hurt her and that will make her join us. I was like, just stop. Enough. We know where your loyalties lie. And it was like last week she was really conflicted and she, you know, she wanted to give Coulson, you know, the benefit of the doubt. She wanted to protect Sky, And it's like now she has to double down on trying to get Melinda to join, you know, the, the, the false shield, as I call it. Um, so it was just like, I was, I was like, okay, Bobby, we get the point. We get it. Enough. Can I just say that the Theta Protocol could probably operation save the Avengers butt in case something really bad happens? Like Ultron? Because yeah. that's kind of what I'm sensing it is. With that being said, I think he didn't tell May because May didn't want to know that May didn't want to be involved in collecting power of people. I think right. after what happened, she said, Kind of want anything to do with this. I don't want anything to do with these crazy people or anything like that. Because so Coulson just said, I'm going to deal with that. So she didn't have to deal with the problem with that. 
because I need me doing other things. So I, yeah. he was looking out for her. Chris, what he did by that? Because Carl's always looking out for everybody. Right. He's a good man. He's not going to keep anybody in the dark if it's that for a good reason if it's not to protect them. Right, and this comes right out of Fury's toolbox. I don't think this is something he created on his own. I think this was what Fury wanted him to do. This was a part of his rebuilding shield, was to to do this like as a backup to the Avengers. Um, so I mean, Bobby and Robert and Mac, who I you know was annoyed to see pop in, um, they don't they don't they're thinking that Coulson's doing this all on his own. I don't think he is. I think this is direction from Fury. I think this is part of the toolbox, which we kind of see when they do open the toolbox. We see all those files and everything. And Fitz is starting to, you know, when Fitz opened it, it was, you know, it reminded me of the scene where Coulson was going through all the files on the with the toolbox and was like, yeah, I, I think this is what Fury wants him to do. And I don't think this is something he put together on his own. But I think Carlton's going to do it in his own way, if that makes sense. Yo, totally, totally. Right, Fury gave him the idea, but he's going to put his own twist or change on it. Yeah, I think that it's Fury's direction. Fury said, I, we need to do this. Um, how you get it done is up to you. But it needs to be the utmost top secret. And Melinda May probably May doesn't have that kind of clearance. And I think she, she, while she might be a little hurt that Coulson didn't include her, I think that she would, she understands the position he's in. So Bobby trying to get him to get Melinda to like turn on, look, he lied to you. He's doing this. Oh my goodness, he's doing this. It's like, well, like May said, you know, she's the director of Shield. He's got to do what he's got to do, basically. Yeah, I agree with that. But. Other than that, I don't think uh, there's anything. I don't think I have anything else to say about this episode. I, I'm pretty happy with it. So yeah. Fitz opening the toolbox. Oh, that was. <laughs> that... In the bathroom. <laughs> Talk about being flexible, yo. I know. Oh my god! And then con- the thing contact that the toolbox opening contacts Colson, and he and Hunter in a motel, a sleazy motel room. In Mexico. Right? In Mexico. <laughs> Where I... they were. Where Hunter always wanted to stop. Where Hunter wanted to go. Because there's a Mexican soccer game going on in the background. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, they could be like in South America or something too. But yeah, it was. Uh, I I love seeing Fitz. Um, I like this this side of him, and it was nice to see President A. Colson even for a minute. <laughs> yes, it was fun. It was, yeah. So it's good to see a fun Coulson yeah. in the episode because we saw such a sad, I say sad version, but we saw a uh, dramatic side of Coulson. We saw the business side of Coulson. <laughs> which went away, I think, after kind of beating the Avengers and then getting killed. And yeah. He was a big god and things like that. So, yeah. But uh, but let's get in some, um, some quick feedback uh, before we get to... Um, um, or other things. Uh, we have we had a couple of tweets this week. We have uh, at CW Bork, who said uh, spectacular the payoff for uh, Reina after Clairvoyant disapp- uh, after cl- after Clairvoyant disappointment was genius and made that was worth the wait. 
Um, I am Morgan underscore M. Send us a screenshot of her thoughts. Uh, I just love the show so so much. It's so, it's so great that they don't drag things out too long, like Sky's mother revealing herself. I love seeing them bond, and I really hope for her. Uh, I really hope her mother doesn't have some nefarious nefarious plans going on because Sky seriously doesn't need or deserve someone else messing with her. And Raina is the clever one. One cool now, <laughs> so cool. I can't wait to see where that goes. Maybe into the new spin-off show. Um, before I go on, I think that's hi- that's highly doubtful because r- the actress who plays Raina, she's going to be starring in the new Preacher comic book um, AMC show. So, um, yeah, I don't think... Ra- I think Raina's going to be done after this season. Can, uh, let's see. Shield slash Inhuman Summer Camp, anyone? Yeah, I would love to. I summer camp. My uh, that would be interesting. And then there's May. Oh man, my heart hurts so badly for her. There was such an intense series of flashbacks. We finally know where the uh, the cavalry came from and why she hates a nickname. And it's quite it's, it's quite understandable. And then just when I thought he wasn't gonna make an appearance, Fitz gets the toolbox open and asks if he can come hang out with Colton and Hunter. Can we just agree that Fitz is the heart of the show? Uh, but it's Colson. He's just yeah. too perfect. Great episode, and I can't wait for next week. It looks epic. Hashtag it's all connected. Um, let's see. Ad CP International said, ha, 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 let's see what he... Don't, didn't like the Bahrainian slash inhuman connection. Too contrived, but still good cavalry origin story. And now everything Colson has done might have been a lie. Have no idea what he could be up to, but hope it connects to Age of Ultron. That's um, possibly the case. And then we have also from um, uh, at Molly Rebecca thirty one. We now understand that May was suffering uh, suffering PTSD um, post traumatic PTSD PTSD. Yeah, she misspelled it sadly, and that is why she hates being called the cavalry. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I think that's all the time we have for for feedback. Thank you guys so much for um, tweeting in and letting us know what you think about uh, each episode of Shield. Tweet us at Shield Radio every week to have your thoughts read on the show. But uh, let's get to some quick plugs. Um, Helicarpogas.com, AgentColsonsArmy.tumblr.com, AcrossTheAirways.com, where, by the way, all you Game of Thrones fans will be very excited to hear that Across the Airways is launching a new podcast called... What is it called, Dan? Thronescast. A Game of Thrones podcast. And that's going to be featuring... Dan, Nikki, and Nico talking about yes. Game of Thrones. So follow at Thronescast as well on Twitter and sh- at Shield Radio, at Across Airways, and at iHeartColson. And find us on Facebook. Uh, the, the Game of Thrones podcast is also on Facebook as well as Shield Podcast as well as uh, Across the Airways. You can find us on Google Plus at uh, Colson's Cadets via Hank of TV Fanatic. Don't forget to check out uh, our roundtable discussions that we do at TV Fanatic for Shield. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and uh, we go we go live on Mondays at ten o'clock, um, ten p.m. on the Mixer Network. And um, and here's the thing now. Normally we would now say you know like we we would we would do a goodbye and then we will play the music of the trailer and we would uh, read the official description, but. Here's the thing. That trailer is completely pointless to play because it's only old old footage and it doesn't really say much. But so what we're going to do here is that we're going to... What? 
it's you're saying, what you're saying that's what saying. exactly but th there's no point of showing that tra that playing that trailer because all they say is that you know don't miss Marvel's Age of Shield. Like you know they say a couple of random things and don't miss Marvel's Age of Shield. And then watch Avengers: Age of Ultron, and that's what he sounds like. So what we're gonna do here now instead is we will give you five seconds where you can turn off the podcast if you don't want to hear spoilers. And then when we come back from those five seconds, Nikki will read your official description for next week's episode called "The Frenemy of My Enemies." So. You have your five seconds now. And we're back! Nikki, <laughs> how about you read the official description for next week's episode of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Next week's episode, The Frenemy of My Enemy. A dangerous new alliance is formed as Coulson and Hunter turn to the last person anyone would expect. Grant Ward. As the war between S.H.I.E.L.D. factions continues, Sky and Lincoln will find themselves drawn into this conflict. Guest starring are Henry Simmons as Alfonso Dead to Me McKenzie, Henry Goodman as Dr. List, you might remember him from Captain America The Witcher Soldier, Kyle MacLachlan as Cal, Jamie Harris as Gordon, Maya Stohan as Kara, Dykan Lockman as Jaying, Luke Mitchell as Lincoln Campbell. The Frenemy of My Enemy was written by Monica Awusa Breen and directed by Karen Gaviola. And, um, yeah, the only new shot of the, the, that we get from next week's episode in the trailer is a shot of Coulson, uh, Agent 33, Deathlock, <laughs> Ward, and Ward's Warriors, I hear you. I am so excited for the return of Ward and more Ward focus. It's like, I like I said in a few, in, in a, in a few episodes ago, I think Ward is the key to some of these major problems. So um, what do you guys think? Well, I think that Ward is a major problem um, <laughs> for, for Shield, but so I think maybe having him come in and help solve a major problem would be a good way for him to get some trust back from the gang. Um, I don't think he'll ever be fully trusted ever again. But Coulson knows Coulson is a smart man. He knows what has to be done, even if he doesn't like what has to be done. So he's absolutely right. I think Ward is the missing key, the missing piece to helping, you know, everyone to fixing what needs to be fixed. I think he, he will provide something, a service to Colson and to shield the real shield. Uh, that is necessary. And, we will. It will be very clear that it it has to happen to uh, to the everyone that okay yeah this had to happen we had to get, we had to bring Ward in. Dan. Yeah, you know I'm excited to see Kyle Ward interacts with everybody, especially Hunter. <laughs> Fun. The humor of that is going to be quite hilarious. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they interact, how that goes. Colson maybe trying to find his peace with Ward. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, but that'll be interesting. And then uh, I think where Agent 33 is going to end up. Because I feel like she's kind of going to just victim in all this. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she's going to be in a situation where she's torn with what side she essentially wants to be on. So I see that conflict coming. 
gonna get. I'm thinking we're seeing the beginning of Ward becoming this spike of Agents of Shield. <laughs> Where he's a villain and they keep him tied up in the the bathtub for you know an entire season, and then he comes out of that and he ends up he ends up being a cure on the show. So I think it may go that direction. I'm just wondering how the heck this is playing into Age of Ultron because I, I I've looked everywhere and I'm trying to figure out if any of this is because here's the thing I have there has no there hasn't been any announcement that this episode is going to be the official tie-in to the show uh, to the film what am I saying and there has been no official announcement they they they've announced that there's going to be a tie-in but they haven't said when here's the thing. The movie isn't out till two weeks from now. So I'm wondering if these two upcoming episodes on April 21st and April 28th are the precursors leading up to Ultron. But normally, why would Marvel TV be allowed to hint anything that's coming up in a movie like Avengers when we were limited by Winter Soldier last season? So I'm like, I'm wondering, what is their game here? I don't really get what, what's going on here. Quite well, feeling like they don't know Ultron is coming. I think that ends up being a situation that starts out really small, that just Tony Stark, it's a project he's working on that he's keeping secret for everybody, except for maybe the Avengers, like Iron Man. Because when he gets out of control, that's when it ties into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because they're busy you know, dealing with the human situation, dealing with the other side, the false S.H.I.E.L.D., and all of a sudden, when they're just about to butt heads, you know, Ultron's, I guess, robots bust in, because they've got to deal with that problem. So that's what I think is going to happen. Because they're going to be, you know, fighting their own battles, because then all of a sudden, this comes out of nowhere. Okay, when this happens, Coulson's going to have a plan knowing just what to do. Because the false shield is going to go, oh my god, what do we do? How do we handle this? Okay, Coulson goes, I've got this. And then, and then, you know, Gonzalez and all those people realize, go, hey, we were stupid. We should have listened to this guy because he basically saved everyone's butts. Either that or they're just going to get killed. Coltrane's robots are going to come in, kill them all off, because then Coulson, you know, will be left to pick up the pieces and say, you idiots should have listened to me or you wouldn't end up dead. So that's probably where it's going to go. But I think that's going to wrap up our spoiler discussion then and also this episode of the Helicopter Podcast. So uh, thank you everyone so much for listening this week. And until until next time, I'm Andy B. I'm Nikki. I'm Dan Schmidt. And we will see you next week on the Helicarrier. Bye, guys. See you, guys.